0: Today is June 6th, 2023. On this day, 79 years ago, nearly 160,000 troops and paratroopers of the Allied forces of Canada, Great Britain, and the United States of America, under the leadership of General Dwight D. Eisenhower, stormed the German-occupied Normandy beaches of Utah, Omaha, Gold, Juneau, and Sword, in what became and remains the largest seaborne invasion in history. Casualties were high. At least 10,000 Allied troops gave their lives that day for freedom, for justice, for goodness, and for peace. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to the inner life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to the inner life. I'm Patrick Conley. And surely the momentous scale of the D-Day invasion, number of troops, of ships, of aircraft, of lives lost, make the Normandy invasion one worthy of remembrance. All the more so as we continue to reap the benefits of this tide-turning moment on the Western front of the Second World War. On June 6, 1944, the foundations for peace were laid by the labor and the sacrifices of so many, not just troops but the entire war effort including soldiers resistance fighters families and civilians all of which contributed to the blood-won victory for peace by comparison at least by sheer scale the crucifixion of jesus christ some two thousand years ago seems almost insignificant rather than hundreds of thousands one lone man suffered not a valorous death, but the cruel humiliation of execution on a Roman cross. But the blood of that one man also won for peoples of all times and places peace, a peace dipped deeper and richer still than that one in all of the earthly wars, a peace that simultaneously transcends and forms the basis for all that we mortals term peace. And here's the thing, this transcendent foundational peace Jesus continues to offer to his followers today. We're taking up the peace of Christ on the show today, what it is, what it means, and how it can transform your life. Guiding us in our discussion today is our spiritual director, Father Scott Bailey. Father Scott is a priest of the Archdiocese of Denver and pastor of Risen Christ Catholic Parish in Denver. Welcome to the show, Father. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Patrick. Good to be back. Well, so, Father, we're talking about peace today, and I think one of the things that uh, we oftentimes think of when we think of peace just in a generic or more secular way is is an absence of war. But the, the meanings, the foundations, the roots of the word go far beyond that. Why don't you take us a little bit into the whole meaning behind peace? What is peace?
1: yeah peace has at least in a even a jewish a christian a scriptural sense uh, has always meant something more than just an absence of violence an absence of war uh, it has a a much richer meaning it's it's not about the absence of something it's about the presence of god um so that's really ultimately where peace comes from it's uh rooted in something that's actually positive um peace uh, the word shalom um, has maybe a bit more of a connotation of, of wholeness of um, something that's complete. Uh, there might be even a, a sense of uh, well-being, uh, true rest, true security. Um, yeah, theres just there's a lot more maybe facets, a lot more uh, uh, the word is more dynamic than I think that sometimes in, in English we tend to use it.
0: And do you think, Father, that this is maybe why, one of the things I'm always struck by when I think of peace in, in terms of, again, in terms of the scriptures and in terms of what Christ comes to bring us, I think of that uh, Johannine kind of Pentecost, his his, uh, his appearing of Jesus to the disciples in John chapter 20, when on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, he says to his disciples, not once but twice, peace be with you. Is he Is he getting at something there along the lines of what you're saying?
1: yeah I think so I mean I, th- I think when Jesus is using the word peace he's always um, implying something that's richer uh, than maybe what our our uh, our our gut tells us at least in English um, you look at um, yeah those moments where Jesus appears uh, after his resurrection to um, to various people and uh and it's often <laughs> preceded with him uh, saying peace be with you and right. uh, it's uh it's the Lord who has he's um, died for our sins. He's He's resurrected from the dead. He's um, He's come. He's showing that He's come to to bring us healing, to bring us wholeness, um, to to give us a, a the deeper fulfillment of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so He comes to bring all. That. Here here we live in a world that's you know, we live in this valley of tears. It's a bit messy, and uh, and to hear someone not just speak that word of peace that. Uh, it's not going to be so messy, but he's also going to bring restoration. He's going to bring wholeness. Um, that's a should be a, a really inspiring thing to hear from the Lord. Mm,
0: yeah, absolutely. And with that peace comes, it always it's kind of links up with hope to me in some way. And saying that you, you, I mean, you said yourself, Father. I mean, we live kind of in this valley of tears. We live in this. Uh, Kind of just uh, can be uh, agitating, can be um, discombobulating, can you know get us out of sorts and that sort of thing. But peace has the sense of of order to it that even when we're facing life storms, life troubles, life's wars, that there is a possibility for transcendence. There, that's what it seems to suggest to me. Is there a link there that you see as well?
1: Yeah, and I I think I'm
0: pretty sure the Catechism
1: quotes Augustine on this, saying Augustine defines peace as the tranquility of order. Uh, there is something to uh, when we've allowed the peace of the Lord to dwell in our hearts uh, that it it does give us uh, I don't know it it, it gives us the um, strength, the confidence that we need to kind of endure even the difficulties because there's an ordering within us to deal with the disorder outside of us. Um, so I do think you're right there. It's, you know, Galatians chapter 5, St. Paul lists, um, Peace as one of those fruits of the spirit, um, mm-hmm. it's something that comes from that relationship with the Lord. So ultimately, peace is about being united to the Lord, allowing the Lord to dwell in us, and through that, uh, I have the experience of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things. But uh, peace is that kind of that ordering principle that allows me to kind of persevere uh, to get through through those difficulties.
0: Mm-hmm. Our spiritual director, today, Father Scott Bailey, here on the program as we're talking about the peace of Christ. If there's been a time in your life where you have sensed a deep sense of peace, of the peace that Christ gives, give us a call and let us know what that is. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Or maybe right now it's a difficult time to experience peace, and you're wondering how can I encounter the peace of Christ? And you have a specific question about that? We'd love to hear from you. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Or send us an email: innerlife@relevantradio.com. Father, going back to the scriptures for a moment, um, this is this is probably a, a saying about peace that many Christians are familiar with—the the peace that which passes all understanding, and that comes from Saint Paul in Philippians chapter four, um, and he's saying the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Can you take us into that a little bit? I mean, what is it about this peace that goes beyond our grasp, beyond our understanding?
1: I think it relates pretty well to the solemnity that we had a couple of days ago of um, the the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Um, I, in a way, I think you could say peace is um, the the Trinity that the, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit live in this uh, eternal union of um, perfection, of goodness, of love, of of peace. That there's there's no strife, there's no tension between the three. That they're perfectly united in every way. Um, we can't quite fathom that in our, um, in our finite reality, but especially in our fallen world, um, it's hard for us to grasp that. So even I think sometimes our, our best images of peace in our heads still are going to come shy of what the reality of, of the relationship of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is. Uh, and so for us to be able to, um, have access to the life of God, to, to let the life of the Trinity dwell in us, gives us access to this peace that we can't fathom with our minds, but we can actually experience with our hearts.
0: And I think that that's that's an excellent introduction to the transcendent nature of this piece that goes beyond our understanding. The the passage from Philippians I was just uh, referring to just a moment ago, um, St. Paul begins that by, he's adjuring his readers or his listeners to have no anxiety about anything. Now, I got to tell you, Father, that's a pretty tall order when I'm trying to (laughs) apply that to my own life. Have no anxiety about anything, because let me tell you, um, numerous situations arise every day where I start to get anxious, concerned, you know, worried, that sort of thing. Like what's going to go? And, and I'm not I'm not necessarily beset by any major, major troubles at the moment anyway. Um, so what is it about this piece? I mean, can we really honestly look to a place where these the even the, the darkest storms of life, really don't have that kind of an effect on us? I mean, they don't produce anxiety within us? And if so, why? Why would they not?
1: Yeah, I think as we, I mean, and it's a journey of, of growth in the Lord. It's just, it's part of kind of the, the journey of, of having a relationship with Him. And the more that we we nurture that relationship, the more that we come to trust Him as a good Father, one who's going to protect us, who's going to take care of us. Um, my parishioners have probably heard me in the last six months preach a lot on the Psalm 23. I keep coming back to that mm-hmm. Um this image of the Lord being our shepherd that leads us through dark valleys. Um, I'm like, why, why do I have to go through the dark valley? I don't want to go through the dark valley. I, I, <laughs> right. I, you know, um, but the Lord is at my side, so I fear no evil. Um, so it's not to say that it's it, there's not something that's stressful still about going through that dark time. It's not saying that it's not dark just because the Lord is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord is going to be with me. And I think there is that reality of if I've got that relationship with him, if I'm... Um, choosing to let him dwell in my heart, then it it gives me the peace that I need uh, to be able to face the difficulties. Uh, Not to say that they're not difficult and not to say that I don't still have some, some worries there, but I ultimately have a trust that he's, he's going to take care of me because he is good. He's my father and he loves me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's an excellent point by our spiritual director, father Scott Bailey, pastor of risen Christ Catholic parish in Denver, Colorado. Who's with us today as we're talking about the peace of Christ and what it can and does accomplish in our lives for us, and how we can grow in our understanding of that peace. If there's been a time in your life where you have encountered the peace of Christ on a deep and memorable level, and you'd like to share that with us, we'd love to be encouraged and inspired by that. 888 is the number to call and tell us the story. Or if you have questions about how to move more deeply into the peace of Christ in maybe a particular situation that you happen to be facing right now, give us a call. 888 or send us an email at relevantradio.com well let's think a little bit i uh, i love the picture that you painted there father of psalm 23 and i think um, many again many christians regardless of their familiarity with the bible in general they are familiar with the imagery that is conjured up in psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want but that leader leading us through the dark valleys as well um what can we actually attribute to God in terms of his giving of his peace in these times? What should we ex- I guess what I'm asking is, what should we be expecting from God? What comes with the realization of that peace?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think a person who's truly at peace in the midst of difficulties um, is um, going to have the strength that it takes to persevere through it. Um, you know, I think going, come back to the image of the the sheep going through the dark valley with the shepherd, they're not fleeing. Uh, they're not, they're not, um, uh, running away in, in terror. Um, there's a confidence that God's with me through this. Um, God's going to get me through this. I'm going to have the strength that I need because he's not abandoning me. Um, there is, um, there's a, a a perseverance that's going to be there. I think you could probably tie in all of the fruits of the spirit here, um, peace being one of the fruits of that relationship with the Spirit, um, I think you, we should be able to see, if if it's authentic peace coming from the Lord, we should see alongside of it love, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All of those fruits of the Spirit um, should be present at the same time um, as we're kind of going through that. So that if I'm going through difficulty, but... I still experience a a profound love for the Lord and a profound love for others. And I think I'm in touch with the the peace that comes from the Lord only. Or if somehow, miraculously, there seems to be this still an abiding joy within me. Like my outside, my my outer circumstances are not joyful at all. As a priest, I get to encounter people in that situation. Sometimes I'm with people in hospitals or nursing homes. And um, I know that physically they are going through some great difficulties, Uh, pain, the medication they're on, whatever. But to see kind of the, the joy radiating from within them, I know that
0: they're in touch with the Lord's peace because I can see these other fruits, especially joy coming through. Okay. Wow. Wonderful. So I'm, I'm getting, uh, not to, not to continue coming back around to the same point, but what I'm hearing you say in all of this father is that there's an, there's an inextricable link between Christ's peace and the, and his presence that, uh, God is with us. And that's what brings us peace. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) That's at least how I think I I, I see it. And I think that that's how the catechism describes as well.
0: Yeah, indeed. Let's take a phone call. Uh, We've got Lasvinia who's calling in from Kentucky. Lasvinia, thanks for calling.
2: Uh, Yes. Thank you for having me. My story about peace is I was living in Seattle, Washington, and I was really going through some major changes in my life. I was getting ready to receive a promotion At work and then I was being called to return to Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, My mom and dad were just having a lot of uh, issues that they needed to work through and uh, they were calling me to come to Lexington to help them. And then my boyfriend at the time asked me to return to Lexington and I didn't have any desire to move back to Kentucky. I was very happy in Seattle, felt my life was going the way I wanted to. I laid in bed and prayed and just in agony asked god to help me as i made some big decisions in my life to help my family and to help myself and as i laid in bed praying uh, asking the, um, the lord to help me and to guide my path and my direction and i was in in a lot of tears basically after i laid in bed crying at some point during that agony i felt The the rays of light transcend from the ceiling of my room, and they descended upon my head and came from the top of my head all the way through my body to, to my whole feet, to my feet, and I just felt like there was something so powerful that was happening, and as I was crying, I just cried out and said, God, I know you heard me, and you're helping me. Please help me decide. My next path, my direction of what I should do, and it was a peace that stood within me for about five minutes that I recall, and it was the most peaceful, tranquil, uh, serenity that just was uh, was bathed upon me. And then when that that the rays of light were no longer upon me and the feeling had stopped, I thanked the Lord for hearing me. And then I knew immediately that in that moment God spoke to me and wanted me to return to Kentucky.
1: Okay, wow. I mean, it sounds like a, a good moment of discernment there, that uh, you are actively asking the Lord for some help in making a decision, and uh, He doesn't always give everybody some, you know, kind of a physical sense of peace, or kind of that transcendent, more more expressive kind of, of experience of peace like you seem to be able to receive, but you could, at least the, the kind of the tears, that's a, a sign of some, some inner consolation that's there, and um, saying nations of loyal, they would say that you know, in those moments of discernment we need to be looking for uh, those moments of consolation because they can be kind of signposts of where the Lord is leading us. So it sounds like the, the Lord provided peace in a moment that you needed so that you kind of knew which direction to go. And when you had made that decision um, uh, you, you felt like the Lord had given you the guidance that you needed and you made the decision. If As long as there's peace that f- comes after that, then you can have some confidence that you have actually stepped into God's will. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Lesvinia. I appreciate that. And let me ask you, Father, as just a follow-up on, on Lasvinia's call there, that if we're, I, I guess, how do we identify that peace? I mean, is it is it a sense of, as Lasvinia put it, serenity and tranquility versus kind of an agitation or an angst? Is that a way of identifying the peace of the Lord?
1: I think that's a good way of of at least beginning with it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I guess I see it in a way similar to just what is spiritual consolation. That it's in general, I sense a, a greater when I think about this thing in terms of discernment or whatever it is I'm praying about, if I feel more drawn towards the Lord and not drawn towards lower and earthly things, I think that's, that would be kind of a, not a bad definition of consolation. It's pretty close to what Ignatius says. Um, then I think there is something that, that's related to peace there. So if you're feeling um, anxiety in a, on, a, on a deeper level in your heart, especially as you continue to pray about this thing and it's still just, uh, it's, it's not settling in your mind. It still feels um, like it's angst ridden then, okay, you're not experiencing kind of the peace of God. Um, it can be a little complicated sometimes because our emotions and the kind of the movement of the Lord in the deeper part right. of the soul may not always be on the same page. But, right. um, but to keep paying attention to those inner movements and paying attention to your emotions can be part of that as well. Um, but, yeah, you're looking for kind of that sense of rest. And am I drawn to the Lord as I'm um, praying about this thing? Um, then if you're feeling drawn to the Lord, then I think you can be um, somewhat confident that you're at least in a, a state of consolation and peace.
0: Now, what I really like about what you said there, Father, is that it's not all dependent on emotions. I think uh, all too often we can be kind of given over to, well, I'm at peace if I'm if I'm calm and I'm not at peace, if I'm agitated. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. I mean, if, if peace presence are linked, Christ himself, how was he not at peace in the garden of Gethsemane, for example? And that seemed to right. be not necessarily the most tranquil place in the world for him. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Think about how many saints have been martyred. I think about, you know, the, the peace of Joan of Arc is, as, as she's being martyred, right. um, <clears throat> like that there can be peace and joy on a deeper level within the soul because the person feels drawn to the Lord, toward the Lord in that moment. Uh, even though they're going through incredible suffering. So I do think it can be a little bit of a trap if we just think of, as long as I I feel on a surface level my emotions feel good, then I must be at peace, but that's not always the case. Sometimes we're seeking after natural things that make us feel kind of good, but we're not feeling peace in a deeper level.
0: That's a great point. We're going to get more into that with our spiritual director, Father Scott Bailey from the Archdiocese of Denver, as we're talking about the peace of Christ today. If there's been a place or a time when you experienced that peace of Christ in a profound way, give us a call. Give, us, give, yeah, give the Lord some some thanks on air here and encourage and inspire the rest of us. 888 914 Or maybe you're looking for ways to encounter that peace or to grow deeper in the peace of Christ. Ask your questions. 888 914 Still more to come on the internet. Life, so stay with us looking for a new job how about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual social and charitable growth our sponsor the catholic order of foresters is hiring new agents today visit relevantradio.com/forester an illinois life insurance society not available in all states <music> here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley and our spiritual director today here on the show is Father Scott Bailey from the Archdiocese of Denver and Pastor of Risen Christ Catholic Parish right there in Denver. Let's go back to the phones now. Francisco has called in from Hayward, California. Francisco, what do you have about the peace of Christ?
3: Well, um, I'll tell you something. Uh, I've never really being that much of a follower. Um, I grew up Catholic and then at one point I just lost touch and I just lived my life. But now I've gone through really hard times financially, emotionally, mentally. Uh, everything is going on wrong. And I just wake up every day believing that God will just make that change. Uh, one day, I went to, to a doctor visit due to a workers' competent injury, and I got into an argument with the doctor. I left the office um, angry and with suicidal thoughts and thinking that my life just could not get back to normal. So I went to work. And I couldn't get those thoughts out of my head. Uh, I didn't want to speak to anybody. I put on my earbuds and, and I just did my work. Now talking twenty one. Right before my shift ended, I look up to the left of me and there's this guy. Uh, by the way, I am a driver, but due to my injury, I stopped driving. So I'm in a warehouse now. Mm. But this this guy that showed up, um, he's from, he's he's one of my customers that I delivered to his name is angel and when i turned and looked at him this this peace came over me and i immediately forgot about the bad thoughts i forgot about the anger and everything and and i felt peace and i went over to him i smiled and and i said hey man i haven't seen you forever And we just talked for a little bit and, and my day got way better. Um, didn't, didn't feel suicidal. Didn't feel like my world was ending. I didn't feel any of that. And I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like it was a sign, a sign that I I shouldn't do what I was thinking about doing after work. Hmm. And. Um, it could have been anybody because I get along with it, all my customers. Um, but it had to be the one that his name's angel for me to pick up on, on that hint It's like, how much of a hint do you want? Don't do what you're about to do. Wow. That's what a beautiful moment.
1: Yeah. Wow thank you for sharing that i'm sorry you had been going through such difficulties and that you know the lies of the evil one were just starting to uh, uh kind of creep into your heart there and kind of leading you to that angry and suicidal place that's a scary place yeah. to be and uh and yet in the midst of all that man god is pursuing you um he was seeking you out that day, and maybe he sent you exactly the the person who maybe had no idea that they were <laughs> kind of being used by the Lord in that way to bring some peace into your soul. But um, the fact that it cleared away kind of those those thoughts and uh, did give you some sense of peace, um, help, especially that, you know, if if it, it helped you to kind of reground yourself and kind of uh, leave behind those lies and stop believing those things. Um, man, that's a gift from God. So the lord is seeking you out and he continues to invite you into that relationship with him and as you as you pursue that relationship with him he's going to keep giving you a, a deeper and more profound peace even when the times get difficult hmm.
0: yeah yeah Thank you, Francisco. Thank you for sharing that story with us and uh, be assured of our prayers for you as you continue to, as Father said, move deeper into this relationship with the Lord. And uh, thanks for calling and, and uh, telling us about that. And it just, I mean, God is so good. I mean, Father, Francisco's call just, I mean, that's kind of what it opens up to me is that he knows what's going to get through to us. And uh, it, sometimes it's more the conventional ways and sometimes it's more of the transcendent ways, I suppose, but... Right. Uh, Francisco's is a story of uh, of the, the fidelity of our God and His, as you put it, Father, His pursuit after us. So, thanks, Francisco. Appreciate that. Let's go now to Lisa, who's calling in right right there from Denver. Actually, Lisa, welcome to the inner Good morning. Morning. Hi, Lisa.
4: <laughs> Hi, Father Scott. Um, so, my my anecdote um, involves uh, the last several months. Of uh, my mother's life, and she was uh, had reached a point in her dementia where uh, none of us her children really knew the right things to do and we were uh, she lived, lived in a rural part of southern New Jersey, and so the services were not readily available like they would be in a metropolitan area. and we had um, I was there for. I don't know, a week or 10 days, because um, we were trying to rotate through, you know, to take care of her. And in the, during that time, we had uh, tried to get some day help in. But the services, um, Mom's situation was so bad that um, she became kind of violent with the different folks that they would send. And, then, you know, of course, they wouldn't want to come back the second or third day. So it was come to the day when it was time for me to head back home. And it was a Sunday. And uh, the caregiver did not show up. So I was there alone with mom. And the next morning, I was going to be leaving early. And it would be yet a new caregiver coming in. And every time that happened, you know, it was very disruptive and... um, she became very agitated, but uh, and it caused so it caused me a lot of anxiety the whole time I was there. And uh, on that afternoon, I was we were we went and sat out on the deck on her backyard, and just you know looked at the yard, in the house that she'd lived in over sixty years. And we had such a pleasant conversation, and she was so very calm because there wasn't you know these strangers coming into her house and and when I went to sleep that night I thank God for that peaceful, pleasant um, mm-hmm. quiet time with her because that would be the last time that I had that kind of experience with her wow. so then so sometimes I'll yeah, if I get into one of my anxious moods I'll just sit up think about sitting with mom on the back deck and the peace that came over me and the release of that anxiety in that afternoon on that Sunday.
1: Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. The Lord uh, answered a longing in your heart there by giving you in a very, in a way, just kind of the natural circumstances there, just uh, maybe, you know, working in her heart to give her, kind of the, the, the gentleness uh, that that she needed, so some rest in her own heart uh, in the midst of a difficult situation. And wow, what a gift to let you have that special time with her before she passed.
4: Yep, yep. Yeah. And like I say, it's it's a... I don't often get other, you know... Uh, I'm not imbued with this piece uh, on other circumstances very often, but I can always tap back into that. So it's a... It's a well, wow,
1: bottle as well. So. Yeah. Well, and the, that's, it's great that you can, it's something that you can kind of revisit because there's going to be times in life when it's really difficult and it's helpful to kind of have those moments that you can remember God's goodness, God's gentleness, God's peace, uh, so that you can go back to that place. Because sometimes it's hard to believe that you're going to get through the difficult thing. If <laughs> you can go back into that, at least in your memory,
0: in your prayer, uh, it's a reminder um, that God is good. Yeah. He is indeed. And I, Lisa, you made a great point, so thank you for that. I appreciate the call and the story and how you experienced the peace of Christ. And uh, yeah, Father, I guess I just want to underscore what you were just saying, that it, it is such a gift from God as well when we have those moments, when we understand the peace of Christ being present with us in this particular moment, that we can go back to those moments when times aren't so great. Right.
1: Yeah, we have to Um we, we in, the, in the good times, we have to remember that it's not always going to be good. And in the tough times, we have to remember it's not always going to be this way. Um, and, uh, and the Lord has been good to us. So, you know, even keeping a journal, writing down some of those blessings, those peaceful moments, those joyful moments with the Lord um, can be helpful to go back to in the darker moments of life excellent suggestion
0: from our spiritual director Father Scott Bailey today from the Archdiocese of Denver and we are talking about the peace of Christ if there are time in your life when you've experienced the peace of Christ or how about this have you seen in somebody else the peace of Christ what is that person like how do you know that that is a peaceful person give us a call and let us know 888 again eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, or send us an email innerlife at relevant Going to our emails, we've had Virginia write in and um, she's listening on the app and she says, I'm going through a bit of a storm right now in my life. Honestly, I can't. I know, she says, I can't fix things. Had to give it to the Lord for him to take care of and things aren't fixed yet, but I have a huge peace present in my life. It is undescribable. she says. I thank God for it every night before I go to sleep said this, the surrender novena was a great help in feeling this piece also. And she's also very fortunate that when she does get upset about her situation, she can actually sense the presence of God. And she knows that he is by my side. So excellent testimony there too, I think, Father. And you mentioned journaling, which I think is a great, you know, journaling the, the, times when we are aware of the peace of Christ in our lives, so we can go back to those. Uh, The Surrender Novena is what Virginia mentions. Thank you for that, Virginia. I appreciate that. Any other suggestions, uh, Father, about how we might cultivate the peace of Christ in our life or grow deeper into it? Yeah, I
1: think we need some silence in our life.
0: Uh, We need to have times in our life
1: where We're just allowed to be alone with our our thoughts and be with the Lord in our thoughts and our our feelings, be able to identify those things. I think sometimes we're so quick to uh, let ourselves get distracted when we're feeling down. (laughs) I need to go watch a TV show. I need to veg for a little while, whatever. Um, I think we we get into those habits that don't allow us to actually look at what's moving inside of our hearts. And the more that we can kind of foster that silence, that, that dialogue with the Lord, learning how to rest with Him, even in the kind of the storm of my heart, the storm of my life, um, then we can start to experience him. I think of the, um, the uh, Virgin used the word storm, so it's kind of sticking with me, the image of Jesus calming the storm. You know, the Jesus is asleep in the boat, but the, the, the the apostles are, are terrified at what's going on with the storm. Jesus calms the storm, but then he turns to them and says, you have little faith, as if to say, you know what, I'm in the boat with you. It was going to be fine. <laughs> great point. Uh, let the storm rage on. Stop looking at the storm. And um, so if we can find our, that, that actual silence in our hearts to just go be with the Lord, who is at peace, uh, who is at rest
0: in our life, go be with him so that we spend less time looking at the storm. I think that's going to go a long way for us one of my favorite gospel passages, to be sure. I love it. And uh, and it's also notable that he does say to the storm, peace, doesn't he? He, <laughs> he brings true. about, commands peace onto the storm. Uh, let's go now to Patty, who's calling in from Tampa, Florida. Patty, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in.
5: Hi, thanks for uh, having me. I just wanted to say that I've experienced peace in a very difficult circumstance. My boyfriend um, passed away, and he had been ill with liver disease, brought on by a whole adulthood of drinking too much and taking different substances. And when he died, he had stopped taking all of that, and he passed away in a nursing home care facility. And when I tried to talk to him about faith, He said, my beliefs about God are private to me. But after having slept for three days when I thought that, you know, I was never going to get to talk with him again, the minister at the home said, could he pray with him? And I oddly didn't want anyone to touch him so I almost sent the man away and then I thought to myself what are you doing and so I went in the hall and I said I'm so sorry please do pray with him and he came in and he prayed over my boyfriend and he woke up and he confessed his faith and um, I didn't really get to talk with him much after that but he was lucid and he heard the prayer and it was apparent that he believed and he passed away just a couple of days after that, but he was well when he passed away, and I mm. was well, too, in what had been a, a circumstance really more difficult than I could describe or would want to share in this brief space.
1: Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it reminds me. I you know, the the meaning of peace, ultimately, of shalom, is that restoration. And the Lord gave him sounds like restoration in his soul, restored his relationship with the Lord, uh, and that even kind of overflowed into a, a newfound peace in yourself. So, what a what a beautiful gift.
0: Yeah. Patty, wonderful story, Uh, amazing ways that we see God work in those times and uh, that he gave you the peace through it all, that he reminded you of his presence and and turned you around when you were about to send the minister out of the room. So grateful that you were, you were responsive to his promptings there and grateful that the Lord was allowed to work. So thank you, Patty. Thank you for that story of experiencing Christ's peace. Let's go now to Kathleen calling in from San Francisco, California. Kathleen, welcome to the show.
6: Oh, thank you for letting me speak. Um, I feel ashamed that I don't say this more often, but my child was really sick as a baby. And we put him in our big bed, which you're not supposed to do. And in the middle of the night, a music box woke us up and the baby wouldn't feed. So we suctioned him. And two hours later, the baby was black. I ended up resuscitating him on the way to the hospital. I'm a nurse. And he ended up in intensive care for two weeks. And when we went back, we realized that had God not intervened by waking us with the music box, the baby would have died and they would have said it was a cot death. And I think the biggest lie of the devil is that we are just material and we are not spiritual and everything good comes from God and everything bad from his nemesis and people need to really know
1: that. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh, heartbreaking what happened there, but beautiful how the Lord worked through that anyway. Um, how he, uh, sp- found a way of, of <laughs> kind of speaking to you, even through that, that music box. And I was able to wake you up and, and help you to save this child and, um, God had plans for that, that life. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. God's got
0: plans for him. Clearly. Kathleen, thank you. Thank you for the, thank you for the story. And, uh, thanks be to God for that, for that wonderful demonstration of, uh, of his love, his grace, his mercy that is, that comes to us always and the peace that it brings with it. So thank you for that. Well, we're going to take another short break here on The Inner Life, but uh, we're going to turn our attention after the break to how do we share the peace of Christ that we have been able to uh, cultivate and experience and move into in our own lives? How do we share that with others? That's what's coming up after the break with our spiritual director, Father Scott Bailey from the Archdiocese of Denver. We'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. If you are in the market for health insurance, our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is here to help you and your family find the most cost-effective health plan. Learn more at relevantradio.com/forester. Welcome back to the Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Thomas Angus, who's producing the show for us today, and Sarah Tafoya, who's fielding your phone calls, and our spiritual director, Father Scott Bailey, priest of the Archdiocese of Denver and pastor of Risen Christ Catholic Parish in Denver. And we are talking today about the peace of Christ, the peace that transcends all understanding and that draws us into a place of, of order and of hope in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, let's go back to the phones, quick, Father. Here, uh, Barbara is calling in from Raleigh, North Carolina. Barbara, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in.
7: Thank you very much. I just want to relay something that happened about ten years ago when I was going through um, some of the pre um, the workup for invasive breast cancer, and you know, so there was some anxiety, and I had been poked and prodded a couple of times on the same area with rebiopsing, et cetera. And I was at this procedure where the tech came in. They were going to do what's called a sensible node biopsy. And she told me she was going to have to put the needle, or somebody's got to, to put the needle through the. And I was like, no, you, you're going to get me the attending. So my anxiety level was like, go off the charts. Then I was laid down in this machine, and I had to put my arms outstretched. And I, it was, I had this image, this mirror image of Christ on the cross. That, that was the only mm. thing that came to my mind the way I was laying. And all of a sudden, I, I had this flood of, um, wow, he could do this for all of us. I can do this. And and I can't explain, you know, it wasn't a sustained piece because I still had other stuff to do. But I, mm. it, it really was there, this confidence. And you put that in, in the right perspective when you said order and hope that that mm. I was going to be okay. And, and there was no other way of explaining it but that this piece of all of that ranting that I was doing was just... It stopped, and I was okay.
3: Wow,
1: that's really that's moving. I actually had some tears there. That was beautiful. Um, a, a very uh, um, strong reminder that the Lord is with us in all of our suffering. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we're in our suffering, we forget that the Lord on the cross is with us in the midst of everything we're going through. Um, but but the Lord put you in that uh, kind of cruciform shape um, laying in that machine as a little reminder that he really was with you in the midst of all your suffering. Uh, and you could get through this
0: because he was with you. Beautiful. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice, Barbara. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. Let's go now to Michael calling in from Texas. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in.
8: Well, thank you. It's the first time I've ever called in to any talk show ever.
0: Well, um, welcome.
8: <laughs> well, I, um, I started listening to Relevant Radio about six months ago, and um, I love your show and all the other shows that are on there. Anyway, I'll, I'll thank you for taking my call. Um, I'll try to make this brief because I know it's little. I don't have any great uh, moment that found was profound with peace. What I want to share with you is that I'm 73 years old. And for the time I left, I grew up in a Catholic family with great parents who taught us everything they were supposed to do to be a good Catholic. I left the house and it was like, I'm done with all of this stuff. And not only did I just leave the church, but I went down to a very dark, avenue and I did some really bad things and inappropriate things and i'm not sure why God allowed me to live so long but uh, in the in the process of that I would go back and forth to the church but I realized now that every time I would go back into the church it was on my terms what i wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and it never worked out never never worked out I came out of that experience more frustrated, more angry than I ever could. About eight months ago, I started thinking, maybe I should try to surrendering and giving up and not making the decisions. And I called the priest and I told him who's known me for several years. I told him what, what I'm telling you. And he told me before you do anything else, try coming to mass on Sundays. And why don't you develop a prayer life? And that's all he told me. So I did that. And in the course of these last few months, the, uh, I find the most peaceful time in my life is just sitting in front of the Eucharist. Adoration is the most peaceful time of my life. Other than that, it's going to Mass. And in my prayers, the one thing I wanted to share about peace was that I still struggle. I still struggle. I go I make excuses to myself I'm too tired I got too much things to do in order to say my prayers but every time I don't say my prayers I don't sleep well I'm irritated all day long and I have discovered that if I fight through these things kind of like the the the, the thing in the bible where the the, the two brothers one said yes and didn't do it and the other one said no but eventually did it. I'm the guy that says no but eventually did it. Hmm. And I go back to the prayer and, and when I'm in prayer, saying the rosary anytime when I get in prayer, I have there's a peace that comes over me that I cannot explain. And so hmm. it's just no nothing it just happens on a daily basis. That's all I have to share.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, God never gave up on you. Uh, you said you don't know why God let you live so long. It's because he wasn't giving up on you. He wasn't done. He hadn't restored your soul yet. And uh, and here you finally uh, were able to give him that yes and start spending time with him. And I love that it's in the presence of the Eucharist that you experience that deepest rest um, you know, the, I think of, uh, the last, after, after the, the creation of the world, six days of the Lord, you know, he rests and then we're invited into the Lord's rest. And there is something of that, um, is related to peace, obviously we're entering into God's presence, God's peace. That's a real beautiful gift. Hmm.
0: Michael, beautiful story. Thank you so much for, for calling in and for sharing that and for helping others to grow in their their love of the Lord and their experience of God's peace, specifically through adoration and mass and prayer. And Father, I guess for our last couple minutes here, I just wanted to focus on that as well, because obviously at every mass, uh, the priest prays for us, the peace of the Lord be with you always, right? Mm -hmm. And so how can we take that peace that we receive from the Lord, most particularly through the holy sacrifice of the mass, through adoration, through prayer, and begin to share it with others?
1: Yeah, I think it starts with letting yourself be changed. Um, let the Lord change your heart through His presence. Um, you know, we're supposed to be peacemakers, but that peace has to begin in ourselves. Um, so if if we're not at peace with the Lord in our in our hearts, then we're not really going to be able to be the peacemakers that we want to be for others. So I think it starts with letting the Lord transform us, and then we can start to, to bring that to others, share with others the love of God. Um, be that... Um, be a point of reconciliation between other people. I think that's part of being peace- peacemakers, not just um, you know, avoiding conflict yourself. <laughs> it's about helping other people um, to, to reconcile with one another, being able to speak the truth with love, um, helping to uh, promote unity. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of ways that we can uh, help others to, um, to experience that peace, but it, it really just has to begin with that interior work, having that victory over sin, allowing the Lord to restore us first.
0: Well, it certainly does begin with us. I'm, I'm reminded of the uh, the oft quoted and oft attributed to St. Francis prayer of make me an instrument of thy peace. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a lot of um, I mean, this is there seems to be a lot of encouragement in that prayer or, or asking of the Lord in that prayer to say in all these situations that would actually foster um, foster division, foster hatred, uh, foster uh, misunderstanding and miscommunication that let me be the opposite of that. That's what it seems to me to bring about, that there is, let me be an instrument that brings about the opposite of those things through the power that the Lord gives us. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Um, well, many, many ways in which the Lord has has given us specifically to, um, to be instruments of peace in the world today. And Father, just uh, in about a minute here before we ask for your blessing, any particular saints that come to mind when we're speaking of peace that we could uh, enlist their help through their intercession?
1: Um, obviously, you've already mentioned Saint Francis of Assisi. I think he's a great one to start with. Um, John the 23rd comes to my mind because of uh, he was kind of known as this Pope of Peace, um, and uh, you know, longing for uh, kind of unity uh, within the Church. Um, and yeah, those would probably be the, the top two off
0: the top of my head. Of course, the Blessed Mother, who holds all things in her hands. Yeah. Yeah, she is the Queen of Peace, is she not? Yeah, very good. Well, I am grateful for your time with us today, Father, in terms of helping us to consider and perhaps move more deeply into experiencing and then sharing the peace of Christ with others. Might might we be indeed, uh, let the peace of God transform our lives and then share that with others. It's so needed in the world today. So grateful that you've been uh, our spiritual director and led us through the discussion of it all. But Father, as always, we'd like to close our show with a blessing. So if we might ask for your blessing, please, Father.
1: Yes, may mighty God bless you and draw you close to his sacred heart. May he make you an instrument of peace and help that you may not so much uh, seek to be consoled as to console and to be loved as to love. May
0: my God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Scott Bailey has been our spiritual director today from the Archdiocese of Denver. If you missed any part of the program, just a reminder, you can always find it on the show page at relevantradio.com. So glad that you joined us for this. And you know what? That holy sacrifice in the Mass that gives so much peace, that's coming up next here on air with our celebrant Father Matt seminar is going to lead us through that today. And even if you're just listening and not there in person, we can still experience the peace of Christ through that. But make it, make it to Mass when you can. Tomorrow here on the show, fraternity and friendship. What role do our friends play? Hope you can join us for that. We're so grateful that you tuned in this time. Until next time, grace and peace.